And welcome to a very special edition of Table Flip. Uh, we are joined across the seas, actually, by another Nate. Nate, welcome to the show, sir. Hello. So I'm the, uh, the original Nate. Yes, yes, the the, the original Nate. Uh, Ketrasel is the fake one. He also stole his name <laughs> from, from Star Trek. So technically, he's like double not original. <laughs> but, you know, that's okay. Uh, thanks, thanks for joining us. It is uh, currently... About 11 o'clock in the morning, my time, and probably like mid-afternoon, your time. And you're in uh, what part of the country, uh, the uh, world are you in there, Nate? I am in uh, Sheffield, England. Sheffield, England. I actually know a couple people who live there myself, actually. Isn't, isn't Sheffield where that big church is? Um, we have a few churches. Okay. Because <laughs> I know that there's like this, well, like more really some really giant church that my pastor talks about all the time. So that... that it's kind of an off-random topic there. But um, anyway, getting back to the card <laughs> game. So we brought Nate along to talk about kind of his current quote-unquote meta. I hate that word with a passion, but it's what's, it's what's used to describe the current state of the game. So what exactly have you been seeing in your part of the world? Is it any different from the states? Um, and do, we, do you think that uh, you'll see some uh, really interesting stuff at Worlds? Also... Um, Nate did win a regional, forgot to mention that, so uh, he's going to be talking about that as well. So, Nate, take it away, buddy. Um, I think the, the largest difference is we, we don't see many Jedi decks this side of the pond. Um, it's mostly Rebel and uh, Smugglers and Spies. Uh, the most recent sort of our, our regional that we went to, they, uh, we had one Jedi player out of 16 players. Wow. Which is... Yeah, it's a it's a small uh, small number. So, when you say no Jedi decks, does that mean no Jedi Han decks, or just no Jedi decks in general, or are you talking more like kind of Jedi affiliation style? Uh, in in general, uh, it's, it's it's very rare. I mean, the one that was there was a uh, Jedi Han sort of a mix mm -hmm. that that they've been running sort of Smuggler's Den style or uh, Smuggler Caverns, um, but nothing. It just doesn't seem to be. In our meta, it doesn't seem to stand up to uh, the sort of the big rig bus decks mm -hmm. that are running around, basically. So, okay, such a heavy liability in the meta that you know vehicles just seem to be more robust. Wow. So, what exactly are the objective sets in the the rebel and smuggler uh, decks used? Uh, I mean, like, are they are they close to the untouchables? Are they close to Say other ones that people have posted on the the card game DB forums, or are they just something completely weird that uh, people are not expecting? Well, the 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 the, the list that I had used uh, ran um, mobilize the squadrons, and uh, I forget the name. Uh, basically, the two with rebel assault in them. Yeah, mo uh, mobilize the squadrons and defensive Yavin four. Uh, defensive Yavin four, that's the one. Yes, basically because we felt the you know rebel assault is such a great card yes. uh, for removal. Uh, teamed up with um, Swindled, you have six removal cards, spot removal cards in your deck, mm -hmm. and then when you combine them with the objectives such as um, mobilize uh, the Renegade, mobilize uh, the squadron, you, you turn these cards into cantrips. You, you neutralize the defenders before they get a chance to defend, and generating further advantage for later engagements. We found that it was just put so much pressure on your opponent; it was very difficult for him to deal with it. I mean, in, in my regional, I when I lost one game 
out of uh, 12. Wow, that's um, very impressive. Uh, and that was uh, that was my Sith deck letting me down, but uh, and the most that the uh, the dark side deck could actually get to was I think the highest was seven, mm -hmm. just because of how aggressive the deck played. Wow. Uh, okay. okay so, um, you said that you mentioned swindled. So so you are in fact using the uh, the Han Solo objective, which is questionable contacts. Um, yes. How have you felt that that has actually played a factor against, say, the big red bus decks? And also, to kind of clarify real quick, what exactly big big red bus decks are we talking about? Are we are we talking the Ketracel version that just has a bunch of twist of fates and just like really weird setup, or are we talking more of the traditional big red bus? Uh, I mean, my my version that I was running was running uh, two Vader, um, two Palpatine. And then it was running um, one of the Devastator, mm -hmm. uh, um, one of the Hoth Objective with the Wampers in it. Oh, wow. Uh, and then two Council of the Sith, and uh, what was the last one? Oh, the new uh, Dark Time for the Rebellion. Really? Yeah. So, that's really interesting. Okay, so... I have so many questions. Uh, <laughs> let's kind of take a, take one thing at a time here. Back to the Han Solo objective set. How do you feel that that really kind of plays into into the deck? Because Han Solo is so uh, vulnerable to, say, Force Choke or even anything, really. Uh, I mean, the, the deck is mainly... A, 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 you want to really, to use a phrase, spam out as many vehicles as possible... Now, Han, if Han comes out, you can afford him, great, mm -hmm. you let down. Failing that, you know, he's, he's, he's edge bait, basically. He's, it wasn't centered around him, uh, and characters in that deck tend to become more of a liability than, a, than an asset. So, he would use... He, so, are you saying that he's used for mainly edge battles, then? Or he's just kind of there well, just no, to... I mean if you could afford him, you could lay him down if, you were, if your board position would, you know let you do that but if, if you could lay down two maybe three ships maybe like an x-wing uh an escort or a, you know a, a y-wing i would drop the vehicles overhand okay okay um what were your other objective sets so uh, so far we've mentioned mobilized squadron defensive yavin four questionable contacts and renegade squadron mobilization so that is four you have one more left uh were you using the prepare for evacuation or were you using another rebel no, we were using prepare, prepare for evacuation. Uh, okay. We found that if, if you flipped into double prepare, mm -hmm. um, like a uh, mobilize, for the uh, the amount of hoth objectives that are being run for the dark side at the minute, being able to destroy an objective and bounce back a Vader and a Stark or a Palpatine was was huge. Awesome. Okay, so what are some of the uh, the weaknesses of the deck? Um, obviously, you said that uh, the strengths was just kind of, I'm going to throw everything at you and the kitchen sink plus Han Solo. So, what are some of the weaknesses that you found in your current state of the game? I found that if you, if you start if you start in hand, if you mulliganed and you landed with a handful of characters, mm -hmm. it would, uh, you, had, you had such a, because the characters don't have a lot of objective damage, you weren't able to apply the pressure as early as you would like, basically. Okay. So and the final the, the final game when he actually took me the Death Star to seven on his turn mm -hmm. that was because I had such a poor start. Okay, um, is that a consistent thing for the deck, or is that just kind of one out of maybe every ten games or so? Um, I mean that that was literally I think that was the only game all day that I got you know shafted as it were. Okay, okay. Um, 
Also, uh, for our viewers wondering, Matt is here, but he's actually taking care of his uh, little one at the moment. He's actually listening, but he's just kind of typing. Um, Matt's actually wondering about resources. Have you had any problems with that? I found with uh, Mobilize and uh, Defensive Yavin 4, because I was so aggressive, discarding my hand to draw into those ships, getting rid of those characters, mm -hmm. that between Mobilize and maybe one other resource on the table, I, 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 I never struggled okay. to uh, play units. Okay, uh, okay. Yes, Matt, go ahead. My question was in regards to resources, because I was wondering where Mobilize the Squadron requires you to be... Rebel affiliation? Were you ever having trouble playing any smuggler stuff? Um, well, the, I, I played out of, um, obviously, like you say, the uh, Rebels. It, it never became a, too much of a problem. I mean, a lot of the times I would land on one um, uh, smugglers, but, but as long as I could lay at least a ship, there was not too much... And if I could lay an extra Echo Caverns to give me that other affiliation, I found, you know, I, I had enough resources. Okay. Um, uh, another thing I kind of am curious about is with with the, um, the your current state of the game being like the big red bus decks and stuff, how do those match up against, say, some of the other decks that, um, that you guys have seen played? Um, I know that... Obviously, you said that, that there are some Jedi players there. How does does your current uh, big red boss deck uh, stack up against the uh, like, say, your um, Rebel deck? Um, we found that the the games were pretty close, actually. Okay. Um, I mean, the the this, the decks that we played, there were uh, four of us playing the exact same decks at the uh, at the regional because we tested them, basically, you know, maybe. Uh, 12 hours a week, mm -hmm. every week leading up to the uh, regional. You know, we were, we were putting the time in, and we found between the four of us that this was the best deck, and, you know, we all ended up playing the same deck. Okay. Um, I think I, I got on mostly because I'm a, you know, that sort of player. I'm an aggressive aggro player that I, I you know, obviously played that a little bit better, I feel, so. Okay. Um, it, as far as aggressiveness for, for the Sith goes, did you find yourself... Um, in certain positions that, say, didn't allow you to play as aggressively, or were you just kind of aggressive and not really caring about like the force struggle or um, whatnot? Like, did you did you have to play more defensive as a Sith, or were you allowed well, to, to be to be aggressive? We basically we we always planned that the first term was always ideally drop either a Sith library, as I think there were six in that deck. Mm -hmm. I maybe I may be wrong. Um, but drop a, a resource and drop two two cost units a first turn, one to take the force and uh, well the balance of the force and the other one to be uh, the primary defender. A lot of the time we take something like a a quarry security team and you know a dark side apprentice. One would take the force and the other one would be there to defend. Okay, okay. And did you see any of kind of like a standard Sith control deck, which was two Vader, two Palpatine, generally two Monty? We're going to have either. Um, one, what the heck's the thing? What is it called? Oh, one uh, cruel interrogations, or one serve the empire, and then a reconnaissance mission. Um, and then, like, it, did you see any of those kind of standard Sith control decks that were just more? I'm gonna put out a bunch of units and just have a bunch of defenders and just kind of sit there. Um, n no, I mean I've seen some of the the decks were actually running um, Monty, but 
the trouble is they dropped Muddy, I'd rebel assault him, um, they'd be down, and mm-hmm. that was such a huge loss of losses for that turn that you know it, right. it, it became became such a bad play. Okay, okay. So, so in your opinion, then, do you feel that Monty's kind of been? I don't want to say forced out, but more of just kind of slowly weeded out just due to, say, Rebel Assault becoming a little bit more popular or just he's, he's too much of a, a risky play? Well, in our matter especially, he, he was dropped because, you know, you, you spent three resources playing him, expected to get two resources in return mm-hmm. to find they Rebel Assaulted him and you were down three resources. You were maybe left on another resource if that was your first turn play. Yeah. That did not leave you in a very, in a very good position. Okay, okay. Um, as far as Worlds is concerned, are you concerned that your decks might not stand up to some of the uh, North American state of the game at all? Um, it's not something we've, we've thought about, to be honest with you. Uh, um, I mean, I'm not sure if Edge of Darkness will drop before then. Maybe fill me yes. in. Yes, yeah, it, it comes out in July. Yeah, yeah it should. I, I think Edge of Darkness will be such a meta shift. Yeah. It won't. It won't be. You know, even worth thinking about anyway. Okay. So, would it be plausible for, say, someone like me or Matt or Catracel to take one of your decks and actually do well in our current state of um, the card rotation that we currently use? Is, is do you think that it would be? It's it's even worth testing, or do you think that because the uh, standard Sith control decks and the uh, Smuggler's Caverns and Smuggler's Den decks are more more prominent. Do you think it'd be a, a risky play, or do you think it maybe actually could uh, cu- could kind of punch a couple people in the kidney, so to speak? Um, if, if they're used to Jedi and uh, you know dealing with single units with uh, what I call a tank unit, you know a loop with yeah. uh, trust your feelings, and this specifically to deal with those kind of units if you spam out an x-wing a y-wing a, you know a protector uh, and just start throwing they they may not have the tools to deal with that and i think it could you know right just come a little off guard okay and by, by the time they do stabilize it may be too late by then so now my, my my other question was is you said that you had the shadows and ice which is the wampa objective set yes now the only reason you put that in there was to counter the vehicles i assume correct no, the only reason we put that in is because we found with a lot of swindles coming around and the Rebel Assault, the Wampa costs three mm-hmm. and is a, or immune to swindle and um, had three hit points so it could survive a Rebel Assault. Okay. So it turned out to be one of the best defenders, especially with how many Hoth objectives are being run. A lot of the time you got that out for free. Okay. Um, uh, another kind of curiosity that, that you're dark side deck doesn't really have is it kind of lacks fate cards a little bit um as far as like heat of battles and what and whatnot um did you find that to be problematic or did you find that the fate cards that you had in your deck were were decent enough to kind of deal with the edge battles um yeah i i, I, I never really struggled you know the, the obviously there were edge battles that you lost you know you should never another there but I I, find, I never found myself all day really, you know, thinking, damn, I wish I had another heat or a twist in here. You know, okay. I, I never struggled, as it were. Okay. Um, what do you think that we're going to see at Worlds once Edge of Darkness drops? Do you think that we're going to see <laughs> some... Uh, I know that's kind of a loaded question, but do you think that we're going to see some 
some really interesting kind of mix and matches of the Scum and Villainy and the Smugglers and Spies? Or do you think that we're going to see some pretty standard decks where it's just massing both of those factions to pretty much get the um, the counter to, to each of those decks? I uh, For the light side, I, I can't really see past Smugglers and Spies that just every set that seems to be released is is bonkers, basically. Yeah. Uh, they, don't, they don't seem to have a weak set at the minute. I mean, the weak set, as criminal as it sounds, at the minute is questionable context. Yeah. And, you know, when you're calling that the weak set... <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's just ridiculous. Um, Matt, are you able to uh, to get some questions in? I know, I know you're still kind of taking care of your little ones. Yeah, she's wandered off to play with the other one, oh, so okay, hopefully perfect. they can keep each other distracted for a few minutes. Sweet. If not, there's um, always duct tape. <laughs> what? It's useful. You'll see. Yeah, I know. I know. See. A couple months, I'll be like, Matt, can you come over and beat me over the head so the I can go to call. sleep? What do I do? <laughs> yeah, won't stop, stop crying. Make it stop. <laughs> anyway, Matt, go ahead with your questions, man. Okay. Um, I don't know if you guys have cover this because I've kind of been kind of coming and going with the kids and whatnot. Um, but Nate, over there, like, I know that you said that you're seeing a lot of you guys tend to be more vehicle heavy from the sounds of it with Big Red Bus and then your Rebel Smuggler vehicle type deck. Now, what size of a, like a, a meta do you have over there? Is it a fairly large one, very competitive, or is it kind of small? Like, just, I'm I'm mostly curious about like the differences between, you know, the European meta versus the North American, you know, American Canadian one because I've heard both from you as well as another player of Star Wars and plus players from other card games that I used to play like the World of Warcraft card game that there tends to be quite the differences between Europe and North America and I'm always kind of curious as to why. Especially with the internet nowadays, it seems like things are more homogenous, at least especially over here. But then it seems like you guys are kind of doing your own thing. I'm just I'm trying to understand why that is and plus see what the differences are. I mean, my particular meta, we have uh, between four and five of us. And we're very tight and, you know, we usually play on a Wednesday night and we'll play from maybe six o'clock in the afternoon until 12 at night. Um, then on a Friday afternoon for maybe four hours and on a Saturday morning, if we have a couple of hours free, we'll go and play. So we have quite a tight group and we, we will test the deck until, you know, maybe a, a hundred games between us. So we will put a, a, any deck that we think has got the, 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 the ability to win anything, we will put it through its paces. Um, as far as the, as England goes, I mean, we mainly, I think uh, we maybe have three, four groups spread around England. Um, uh, I know there's a large one in Stoke. Um, there's a large one uh, in Huddersfield, between Huddersfield and Manchester. The southern ones I'm not too sure about because we don't get to uh, go down there as often as, we, as, as we'd like. Wow. So you you got – that's a lot of playtesting, man. Like that's more than I'm I – I'm jealous. Yeah, like that's more than me and Shriggs do. Like me and Shriggs, uh, who's also one of the hosts of the, the show, who – me and him play generally three to four hours a night before I go to bed. And that's that's lucky. Like if, if we don't have work in the morning or something – like that's on a good day, but on a bad day, we'll play maybe one or two games and then call it a night. But geez, dude, that's awesome! I, I wish I had that kind of free time. Um, I have a understanding wife. 
Um, <laughs> I, uh, Always I, a good thing. I'm I'm, a, I'm tired quite a lot of the time for work, so uh, yeah. <laughs> it's um, but you know I, I I'm, I'm lucky that the, the group of friends that I play with, uh, you know, they they're all as as um, keen as I am to get decks up to that level uh, of how competitive we can get it and run it through its paces and we're, we're literally with the dark side deck we started where um I, I i think we had a defense protocol in to test that between that and uh force choke that we could just so have so much removal that the light side just could not compete with it and we found that it just wasn't it, the actual objective set wasn't pulling its weight through that testing interesting interesting okay so so dark so dark pro or I'm sorry, defense protocol just wasn't. Now, when you say it wasn't pulling its weight, um, in in what respect? Like because the objective set itself has great damage because of the um, the effect, and it also has the tie attack squadron, which can get the targeted strike with the fate card, which is can count for a twist as well. Um, what part of the objective set, I guess, wasn't pulling its own weight? Well, the uh, defense protocol itself, uh, we found if you flipped into double defense protocol, you you were sometimes a little too eager to use it, that you were just, your hand was starting to suffer, you weren't winning any edge battles, if you, especially if you didn't have a Council of the Sith out, that you were just struggling, and it's so hard when you're sitting on two defense protocols not you know to see someone and go, wow, I really want to kill that guy, you know, for the sake of a card. It turns every right. card into a folk, essentially, so... Um, but I mean, yeah, the, the, basically, just the tie attack squadrons, while nice, we found two hit points getting rebel assaulted a lot of the time. Um, was not good. Um, we just found that other pods were basically better, had more cost efficient ways of doing similar things and just still maintaining the, uh, the competitiveness of the deck. Okay, so in a sense, you're saying that. As the North American kind of um, meta, gosh, I, I hate using that word. I just I hate using that word so much. As the North American meta pretty much builds around force choke, your meta kind of builds around rebel assault. Um, well, yeah. This I mean, this is why we built the smuggler deck to be uh, well, the rebel smuggler deck to be uh, more vehicle heavy. Because if you don't fear force choke, you take a lot of the tools away from the, the you know the Sith control decks and the uh, big red bus decks. Interesting. Okay. Um, Matt, well, why don't you go ahead and jump in here? I've, I've been doing most of the talking while you're away, so... If, okay. If, if you got anything, uh, go for it, buddy. I, I don't want to take the yeah. entire spotlight here. Okay. It, I'm finding it very interesting how how different things are just with the vehicle versus, you know, over here it tends to be more Jedi, Han kind of heavy and stuff like that, but it's interesting seeing, or, well, hearing the differences, plus it's kind of making me think that, you know, those are all really good ideas that might help shape things up over here. Now, Nate, one question I do have, which I don't know. Um, like, I know here, you know, I'm up in Nova Scotia, Canada, so I'm not too behind uh, Patrick and else when we get product and whatnot. You know, it tends to be, you know, FFG says it out, and it tends to be on shelves here too. How much of a delay are you guys finding that you guys have, and is it kind of, you know, I don't know if advantageous, but you guys kind of see what's coming, I guess, more than we would because you guys could have a couple of weeks before you actually see stuff on the shelves. Um, we maybe have three to four weeks, depending if the uh, 
the boat doesn't sink and uh, gosh, the Kraken. Uh, yeah, if the distributors feel like actually sending it up to the stores, so you know maybe it's Friday and they can't really be bothered. Um, but they, they're usually very good once they do get it in, getting it out. Um, our local store, um, Patriot Games, where we play at, he, the store owner is very good, and he will inform us as soon as he, you know, as soon as he gets a whiff of something coming in, he will let us know. And we're pretty much there within an hour, trying to pop our cash. So, so you guys have to wait an almost extra month to yeah. see cart. That's ridiculous. It's rough. It may be between two and three weeks, maybe not four weeks, but you know it, it is a sizable. It's the same with Game of Thrones as well. Yeah. We have to wait on that as well, which infuriates me. That wow! I mean, that that the props to you guys for for being that committed to uh, just kind of waiting that long. Um, do you guys feel that that actually helps you um, in your deck construction, or do you guys just kind of go, well, it's a completely different meta anyway, so we'll just kind of test it when we get them. Well, yeah, because we test with the same four or five guys, you know, we're, we're all on a level playing field. No one gets the pack before someone else. So, you know, it, it's nice. We, we start thinking about it, start talking about cards, saying, you know, this is, this is going to be brutal, what about the combinations between this card and that card. But obviously we don't, we, don't, we don't tend to proxy up cards and try and use them unless we have something that we're really, really, you know, excited about and need to test for, say, a world or something if we need to get that extra testing in. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, I guess for you guys, you wouldn't really, after a while, notice the difference because, I mean, yeah, you're going to see cards ahead of time, but for you, it's still been a month since the last pack, so really it's not any different, I guess. It's just you guys might get the spoilers a little bit longer than the rest of us. Yeah, we, we, we get to uh, shake that a little bit longer, waiting for our fix to come in and uh, yeah. after we see the spoilers that you guys put up. But, you know, it's... We're, we're, you know, we've been playing. The, I've been playing Game of Thrones now for two years. You know, you get used to it. Uh, speaking of Game of Thrones, um, have you found that by playing that game has made you a little bit more accustomed to how Fantasy Flight uh, makes their games? And have you found that that, in turn, actually makes it easier for you to understand some of the uh, the decks and how how to build your uh, your deck in Star Wars? I'll be fair to you, I find Star Wars is a cross between two games that I've loved. One is Game of Thrones, and the other is uh, Legend of the Five Rings. Yeah. I find the similarity, it just seems that they put samurai in space and mixed them together and came up with Star Wars, essentially, because that's what it feels like. So, I mean, taking from that, I mean, I, 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 was, I, was, I was a good player at Five Rings. I, uh, you know, I never won a quote, but I came close to it. Um, I think I like to think I'm quite good at Game of Thrones. So, I think generally, if you're a decent enough card player at one game, you can apply that sort of that same skill to other card games. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, before we close here, uh, Matt, any more questions? I think none that I can okay, think of right now. Okay, <laughs> I was like, Matt, where'd he go? Where'd he go? He's okay. He's here. All right, well, Nate, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to, uh, to talk with us and, and giving us this, uh, this exclusive. I feel special. Thank you very much. Um, any shout-outs that you'd like to give? Uh, Twitter, Facebook, um, any, anything, man. Uh, as Matt will probably tell you, I'm not uh, too savvy with uh, Twitter, Skype, or anything like that. Um, just, uh, just a big shout-out to my playgroup and the, uh, the UK team as a, as a whole uh, supporting Star Wars and you know getting getting it off the floor because we thought this could go either way so 
So just all the TOs around the country basically supporting it and getting it out there. So just a big, big thank you to them basically. Cool, cool. Um, and what's your local gaming store? Do they have an online website or anything? Yeah, it's Patriot Games. I, uh, you know, Jim is probably going to kill me because I don't know the actual store's name, but it's Patriot Games. I don't, I don't know the uh, the internet site, but if you, if you type it into Google, you should be able to find it. So, and uh, we are going to start cross uh, putting articles up there, hopefully. So awesome. Put some stuff on there from uh, from myself or one of the other players. Skelton might be uh, starting to write uh, some stuff up there as well. Cool. Well, uh, Nate, thank you once again for for giving uh giving us the time uh, time to interview and uh, best of luck at Worlds. And we hope to see some really great things out of the EU again. I mean, you guys, you guys have always just kind of in any card game that you guys participate in, the the European side of the world just always comes out with these really awesome, crazy decks that you're just like, oh, oh, <laughs> that's how it's supposed to work. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you guys just walk all over us, North Americaners, which I, I find just amazing and very, very awesome. Because honestly, you only learn from losing. You don't learn from winning. So I think that uh, what, that you guys that are coming to Worlds will be able to really just kind of give us a really good lesson in, in how to really play this game correctly. Because I, I really do feel that you guys are a lot more... Uh, well diversed in in these kind kind of things. I mean, if we look at any sport in general, most of the people that are from the not American side of the world are just better at everything. Um, so, <laughs> I, no, no, I it, not, it's, without without any false modesty, you know, I, 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 I people like Tiny. Um, I mean, you guys yourself, the guys from uh, Top Gear Gaming. I do take everything in. I, I um. A lot of the time, if I'm not playing the game, I'm reading about the game. So, you know, I, I take a lot of what I know from you guys. So, you know, don't sell yourself too short. Well, you're the one that's using a cool deck, and we're using standard boring ones. So, <laughs> Hey, if you don't supply me that information, I can't, you know, I can't build my deck to beat those sort of decks. So, <laughs> Well, okay. Credit where credit is due, I guess. But anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks, Nate, for, again, for being on uh, the show. And uh, thank you to all the listeners who uh, tuned in for a special edition of Table Flip. Matt, thanks again for uh, being on the show, even though you had a kid most of the time. That's okay. Um, we will be recording our next episode next Sunday. Uh, not entirely sure what the topic is going to be yet, but uh, we will we'll post it on our Facebook. Uh, till then, guys, may the force be with you. God bless. <laughs>